Hey guys, Samora Jones here, your emotional restoration coach. I am beyond thrilled to let you know that Shattered Whole, my book, is available on Amazon right now for you to purchase. It states that it's an interactive journal with someone who understands. Who's the someone? It's me. There's no mystery. You ain't got to figure it out. It is an opportunity for me to partner with you as you are unpacking all the things that you were desiring to heal through. I'm excited to be your partner. I'm excited to be your coach. And this is the first step. So make sure that you go and you get the book. And I cannot wait to have a conversation with you outside the pages. Now tune into Shattered Whole Podcast. So, so how did the transformation, if you will, or the, the progress, because it wasn't like this, this process of, <laughs> of not having enough Hmm. transform into having like how did you get there like how did you see like what started to what did you do I guess first that changed your experience from not enough to to more than enough um I decided to be before what I what I know now what I didn't know then to like label it is to be a good steward Uh. I realize that you know like you you have to manage your crisis as well as Mm -hmm. well as you manage your blessings and what i've learned inverted is that if i manage my crisis really really well and i could survive like oh (laughs) what's gonna happen correct when i'm no longer managing the crisis i get to put the same energy mm-hmm. the same mindset the same attitude the same gear the same locomotive to like the blessing like mm-hmm. forget about it you know i'm very very competitive um and but my biggest competition is me my yeah. biggest competition is my yesterday so i've watched myself like evolve from bad really really bad days to kind of bad days to not so much bad days mm-hmm. to better days but I made sure that I kept my posture and my virtue mm-hmm. my morals my values my everything in place and I made sure that that was the pillar and I just applied it to every evolution like I always believe in like evolving so mm-hmm. I evolved as a person and I made sure that my while evolving as a person my evolution of my situation changed as well. Right. You know, like things is gonna come, situations gonna happen, problems mm-hmm. gonna happen. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, we get off of this video and situation may happen or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, but I have better tools and better experience to be able to apply now that I didn't then. Mm-hmm. So, and just so we, and we always laugh at this question, because it's an eclectic answer. 
Good work. But, <laughs> but, but, but what, what do you do? I, uh, I'm Tommy. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> terrible. I, I, I hate what the real definition of it is is so i'm mm-hmm. gonna say it the way that i like to say it yeah go ahead. and then i'll explain it yeah i'm in entrepreneurial development mm-hmm. i'm in alternative finance mm-hmm. and i also create um solutions and concepts for businesses and and, and such so mm-hmm. i am a strategist at heart um i've applied every situation that we've talked about um and i'm sure we talk more in depth in the near future but mm-hmm. Um, the same way that I've applied, making sure that I can manage four dollars when I didn't couldn't afford it to live. It's the same way that I learned to manage forty dollars. The same way that I learned to manage forty thousand to four hundred thousand to whatever mm-hmm. for other reasons, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm I'm a strategist at heart. You can't give me a problem and I won't diversify unbelievable solutions and returns to it mm-hmm. and I apply that strategy to businesses and brands um, personally I got into mentorship really really early because I also was the guy again not being a hypocrite I was the guy that was able to ask the questions of like what's next like you tell me to stay the course and I stay the course I do good I don't go to jail I don't I, whatever the situation is whatever the mm-hmm. goal is and I can't obtain my dream. And why? Because then life hits, like real life hits. Yeah. And I saw a real life hit early. So I started mentoring people really, really early. And I also created the finances, which got me into alternative financing. That's why I say it that way. Mm-hmm. And entrepreneurial development. Because mm-hmm. if you have 10 people under your belt 20 years ago that says that what I want to do is this. And you keep them on the path to be able to obtain it. And then they need credit or they need finances and mm-hmm. they need all these things that in their situation and in their life they don't qualify for right again me not being a hypocrite it's a big deal yeah. so I needed to create a solution for it so I started to put my money where my mouth was mm-hmm. which made me a angel investor I guess is what some people say mm-hmm. and I'm in the VC world venture capitalist world mm-hmm. I hate to say it that way why because it's more cookie cutter right so whereas my heart is more of I invest into people. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's a barbershop to a restaurant to a food truck. Sometimes right. it's a book or it's a whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started learning not to give away the house. Good for you. Come on. Um, I'm learning. <laughs> I'm like, and I like that you said that, right? Understanding that you, that you recognize that you hit a point and that you were able to then help those who were really experiencing what you were, like right. didn't qualify right. for anything traditionally, right? but still deserved the opportunity right. and someone who can also develop them in that area. So your hard knock life, if you will, without being too like mm-hmm. cliche, mm-hmm. gave you the development to utilize these like principles so what are your principles that you have 
developed in your because we realized that you were able to acknowledge you know hurt and and be able to separate what was yours and right. what was and what was um your dad's and and just like that in other areas and then you started doing things like circling the pages to claim what you wanted to see and then walk in that and it had a mindset that you were going to think better each day mm-hmm. and but now you're now living out right these these things so what are your principles for the you know people that you're mentoring or developing i don't want to plug my why not (laughs) (laughs) i'm like you don't want to plug king society no (laughs) um there are uh interesting principles there that Mm -hmm. is dear to the heart um but i guess the one that i would highlight that's actually not um, part of king society principles but um just being a virtuous person is the thing is the first thing that i've learned without knowing what it was it's 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 funny like i knew the word virtue mm-hmm. and never really dived as a as a child as a young adult like of what it really really meant but it always stuck with me mm-hmm. and now as an adult when you pay attention to it and you see how much of your morals and your values is and in, and in, intertwined into the word it i think that for me just to be a virtuous man and being able to apply that to like any and every aspect of my life like mm-hmm. because there's so much restrictions to it um like it's it's I, I don't want to do what I want to do all the time because, you know, we're human. Mm-hmm. So there needs to be, like, limitations to that. But you also need to be able to, like, execute and exercise some of the things that you do want to do. Mm-hmm. But it's, if you're a virtuous person, then you don't have to worry so much about it because, you know, you're operating from a good place. You know, you're operating from a good heart. You know that you are trying to better people, create impacts moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you being intentional in all your actions and in your words. So words matter. Your actions matter. I believe in being intentional in everything that you do. I think it makes the difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I pour that into people, kids that I mentor. I pour it into my 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 kid. You know, like I. You can do everything the same way that everybody does it, but what sets you apart? But when you're intentional, it's the smallest little thing that creates the biggest difference. Um, so I think virtue is the only thing we can go into my other principles. Yeah, so we'll talk. We'll we'll, we'll hit we'll hit King's King Society because um, you'll tell them what King Society is. Um, but what I want to ask is, you know, this this episode, you know, is like a healing a healing king, hmm. right? And I used ing on purpose, uh. right? <laughs> I th- right, I use okay. ing instead of a healed king, right? right? Important because um, there's something about the ongoing right. that I think is important. Um, there are some things that you can say that you're healed from, mm-hmm. and then there's this understanding of this ever process that right. is of you becoming healed. Um, what would you say from your experience, from mentoring, your experience from yourself, um, what has been the hardest space mentally mm-hmm. and environmentally for a man to heal from your experience? 
it's a difficult place for a man to be vulnerable. Like we don't have too many safe places. And in my experience, there's more uprooting of bad planted seeds inside of us over like our lineage and generations before us to where we don't have the vulnerable and spaces to be transparent and such. So I think we kind of start start with being honest about what we're actually feeling and like what we're going through. Mm-hmm. First of all, like we're not given the safe space to be able to feel because they say like feeling is for everybody other than us. Mm-hmm. So to be able to just acknowledge like what's going on, how does it make you feel? Not staying there because that's mm-hmm. a, a really important part to not stay there. Um, but because then you become exactly what inflicted the pain on you. Right. But for men, for me, one of the hardest spaces is, sounds cliche nowadays, but to have a safe space to be able to communicate what you're going through mm-hmm. first, because then you could kind of like let it out. And once you get a good place to be able to let it out, and you're not judged based upon like what you're going through, how you feel, or whatever the case may be, then you can start the work to deal with it. Like then you can go through your process Mm -hmm. to get to the promise. And the promise is to overcome it. It's to get past it, to grow from it, to apply fuel to the fire that Mm -hmm. was set in some in in some sort of place. So for me, uh, I think that's the hardest part for me. You know, we're not is allowed being, to... Is being vulnerable or having permission to be vulnerable? Maybe it starts from being vulnerable because that's the uprooting. Like, we're not allowed to feel like we can be vulnerable. So as mm-hmm. soon as you get to the place of wanting to be vulnerable, we completely discard it immediately because it's now feminine or it's not manly or mm-hmm. it's not strong you know yeah. we're not given a safe space to be able to be weak so mm-hmm. we have to be strong all, all the, the time. time all the time <clears throat> um and i think once we can get to a place where we recognize that we can be and then we voice it i mean i'm a man of my word so mm-hmm. if i say something if i I'm, my word is my bond kind of guy so mm-hmm. if i can let it out but when you don't let it out, you get to manipulate it from within, and nobody could challenge you on it. Right. So once you finally like let it out and say, "I feel like what you did," or "I feel a way about X, Y, and Z," mm-hmm. and you finally let it out, then you can deal with the truths in it. Right. Right. And I appreciate you making that statement because um, I hear how men deal with it more often but that internal chatter conversation on the one hand it has protected you right it has um allowed you to uh, maneuver in spaces and places um to keep yourself safe right right but (laughs) at the same time um it taught you a bad habit in places where you should have been more open but i but i think addressing the honesty of spaces or not having the permission and i think sometimes there's a conflict in that conversation because 
especially when I think women are talking, and this is why it was so important to have a man have this portion of the conversation, because um, women have to be strong, especially if you're a, a black woman, there's, there's, you, there's a call for you um, to be strong, but even when you are weak, you are applauded for being strong enough to be vulnerable. Right. Right. And when a man, I think now there's some there's some spaces where it's yeah. starting to break through, where it's becoming more acceptable, a little bit more, you know, right. be, because I think the the male voices are raising up to the top, um, where it's where they're like, I have to be, like I need this space to be vulnerable because. It's no longer even about what you are going to experience. I'm dying here. Right. And someone right. has to care. And someone has to see me. Um, but I don't think you're applauded the same way. No. When you are vulnerable, because you said, and show your weakness. And I'm wondering even why that particular language is used so much, because there's nothing weak about vulnerability. I agree. I, I actually realize that most of my strength is in spaces that I've hid and ran from mm. like most of my life you know like I think that for a person we don't we don't parallel like being vulnerable and being honest mm -hmm. even though it's 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 a cousin to mm -hmm. each other it's a sister it's a brother it's a but we completely separated like everybody has like their own narrative and that's the problem with a lot of communication today is that you take a phrase or word and you apply it to where it's conducive for you mm -hmm. and then forget where it's conducive everywhere else. So when it comes to a man, um, being vulnerable and being honest, I feel like now because I've started to exercise over the past couple of years, mm -hmm. making sure that I'm in proper, cause I'm a strategist, right? So making sure that I put the proper people in place to be able to be vulnerable with. Now you're gonna, mm -hmm. you're gonna like, you know, you're gonna make a mistake because there's some people that I shouldn't have been as vulnerable with because people weaponize it. Right. You know, um, and for a person that is fighting to get to that place and then you weaponize it, mm -hmm. it is easy to say, that's why I shouldn't have done that. Right, how do you not, how do you, how do you have a, a regret, right? Mm -hmm but not let it rob you of something that you that you know you need to be doing like you know you need it for yourself right right um wrong decision because this person didn't value or tr or take care of it like it was another uh, violation of trust right right and you're already dealing with the traumatic experiences of the perpetual violations of protection and trust and now i'm giving you this thing to be that I thought you were, I could have with you in safety and how. So how do you not revert back? How do you still, how do you teach your mentees? Don't revert back. I know that that was hard because mm -hmm. you address it, right? We're gonna acknowledge that was a hard space. So how do you not revert back? How do you keep pushing forward, recognizing that vulnerability is still important, even if someone else didn't know what to do with it? I mean, you, you for me, what I do is I highlight the difference between what was and what is. Because mm -hmm. the hard stays hard. Like, mm -hmm. hard is hard. But I make them take inventory of where they were before. 
and where they were. Like, I, I could have a situation right now, and I could talk about it with you. I exhaust. I took some weight off of me. It didn't change the situation. Mm-hmm. It didn't change, you know, I, like, I don't know what the outcome is going to be because we're not there yet. But it definitely allowed me to take some fumes out. It, yeah. it allowed me to exhaust a little bit. And even if nothing else changed, that is a difference. And I'm always about, like, making the difference. I say that a lot. Like, you know, be the difference, make the difference. And sometimes it's just cracking the seal, let some of the pressure out. That pressure that you allow to exhaust can change a lot mm-hmm. moving forward, you know. Um, pressure busts pipes, you know, pressure changes a lot of things in life in mm-hmm. so many ways. You can use it for fuel, but if you're not using it properly, then it can be used for destruction as well without you even knowing no. it. So you're signing up for destruction and not knowing it. Um, when it comes to uh, myself and, and mentees, I try to be also be a living example, and I try to surround them or allow them to pay attention to the numbers. Like if you start making proper right decisions and surrounding yourself with the right people mm. and i make sure that i make sure that i'm one like i'm i'm one, one of the good right um but if you surround yourself with the right people sometimes it's easy to pay attention to the three or four people that maybe you're vulnerable with that doesn't have the capacity to be able to be responsible with it mm-hmm. but think about all the other people that are doing the right things with it it's easy to pay attention to like the wrong mm-hmm. and subscribe to that because it's, mm-hmm. it's loud right mm-hmm. So I try to teach them to not pay attention to the noise, right? Like, noise is noise. Mm-hmm. You know, information is information. Like, um, education is education. Like, your situation, your circumstances, like, the things that you've been through, like, that is, com- that's not noise, mm-hmm. you know? Like, noise just wants to be heard without a cause, you know? like. So I, I, yeah. I try to make sure that they pay attention to that. I talk to a lot of people and they won't pay attention to I, their parents or, you know, um, teachers and such probably say less about a circumstance. But mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that we're not all creating a formula around you to allow you to succeed in whatever you're going through. Mm-hmm. But they'll pay attention to two or three friends that have the biggest, loudest voice. Right. But the substance. It's lackluster mm-hmm. you know if, if if any at all so they say men lie you know women lie numbers don't so mm-hmm. i use numbers use yeah. the numbers sometimes yeah the strategy to get the numbers and then showcase the numbers mm-hmm. um and i like that finding facts in the in the space of reasons to go backwards right like if I can focus on what is um, it makes it a lot harder for me to justify why I went back yeah you know? right right <laughs> because yeah. it's a it's a e- it's an easy thing to do because if you tell if you're saying that hey I want to go into I, w- I want to utilize vulnerability and I want to because I want to release some of that pressure and I have a regret about it but I can deal with the facts of it how did I feel? Right. What did it do for me? Who did not take advantage of the fact that I gave that to them? Right. What did I do? What did I learn about that? Instead of just it being all an emotional decision of just like anger, frustration, and and then you're and you're setting yourself back. So, um, I appreciate like hearing that. What's the space where you're still, um, where you've kind of uh, not kind of what's 
in that area, like how has God played a part in you being vulnerable? Vulnerable. Well, my relationship with God should be my personal relationship because sometimes you can have a relationship with God in community and like it doesn't hit the same. My relationship with God showed me like what a real relationship is like. And I and mm-hmm. it's weird because before I had my own personal relationship with God, I had a lot of relationships with people, with circumstances, with situations and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I realized that all of them have came and gone or some of them are still the same. Mm-hmm. But the most consistent has always been God. Right? Mm-hmm. Like he was there from the beginning. He was there when I ignored him. He was there when I came back to him. He was there when I left again he was like he was there like he stayed consistent and when I started paying attention to the intricacies of how God relations with me it showed me like how poor how poor of a partner in this relationship I've been Mm. and it has allowed me to like put forth the same tools and the equity and the engine and the tenacity that I have had to apply in like by negative situations in life mm-hmm. to apply it to a positive relationship with God that like people come and go, but he hasn't like, he has been the most consistent mm-hmm. in my life. You know, like uh, my father loved him to death, you know, like people come and they go, mm-hmm. whether they're great in your life or whether they're poor. Um, my father passed away in 2011. So even though, even if I had the greatest relationship with him, like I can have a relationship with that ever present never-ending God mm-hmm. so he has showed me like and when I paid attention to that I started like talking to him a lot different it really really showed me how to have true relationships with people like you think you know how to relationship with a person mm-hmm. but you really don't until like you really really do like the unbelievable work and mm-hmm. with God I cre- it created the most security because you can say the wrong thing to a person or do the wrong thing to a person and they'll run it or they'll flee. Yeah. And I've known more of that in my life than I've known stay. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, to the point where I had to go kind of thing, you know, um, at a young age in which we talked about. So I've known more people that have came and gone. But with God, it just it just. I realized that I can talk to them. I could be frustrated. I can, I can, mm-hmm. I can be honest. All levels. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you know, like I knew that my relationship upped when I was able to talk to him. Like he was a G. Like mm-hmm. he was sitting near me. Like yo, got <laughs> like G. Like got like kind of thing. Right. Um. And he didn't flee. You know, he mm-hmm. didn't change regardless of my frustration, regardless of mm-hmm. how angry I was, regardless of whether I didn't talk to him today and I didn't pray and I didn't pray before I ate and I didn't get on a prayer call and, mm-hmm. and I ain't going to church this Sunday neither. But on Tuesday, like he still provided, mm-hmm. you know, he still was there. He showed me like when I paid attention to what he is showing me, it has showed me how to reciprocate it to him. And how better reciprocated to everybody else because there's mm-hmm. nobody bigger than God. So if I can apply this work to God, mm-hmm. then anything and everything else around it, yeah, like it's easy. It becomes easier. So I became a better person. I became a better friend. I became a better brother, a better mm-hmm. uncle. And I was already great before, so it just only just intensified. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else. Yeah. That's that's dope. I think. Um, 
the the I think back to like like the scripture of it, and I know that some people may not be you know because I take into account that not everybody's in that walk, but I talk about God um, because for me it's the key. It's the it's the key element of going from um, and we talked about it in a previous you know podcast. Um, it's it's going from my own strength to something that's bigger, mm. that has what I don't have, that understands what I can't see, that knows what you know I just don't have the capacity to get. Right. Um, and I love that the God's consistency in relationship with you draw you closer right. to a consistent relationship with him right. simply because you were like I want to just show up better I just you you making me look bad guy like I want to <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I want to show up you know what I mean because and the statement that you said earlier was that you're your own competition right so how am I going to show up better not for anyone else but for but me, for me. Yeah. And then out of that, it manifested, you know what I mean? And it goes into when I talk about living that, living as a new creation, when you're living as a new creation, it is, it is literally just a, a new habits and behavior mm -hmm. that reflect decisions that you've made and beliefs that you have and now it's it's living its life out loud mm -hmm. you know in these particular areas so your personal decision with with god of deciding to have a better relationship with him started to live out loud right. in the relationships that you had with others and even biblically it goes you love you, do, you love god with all your heart and all your mind and all your sight right. you know and right. then you know love um love god and yourself as you love your neighbor right? right so i'm just like i have to have that core relationship there right. not perfect because no, i'm not close to perfect the neighbor part the neighbor part but but does it start stress you out because I like to joke and say that it stresses me out. But um, it, no, it stresses me out. Does it stress you out? I just do well in the stress. All right, all right. Mm -hmm. Here's here's where I say that, right? Um, because here's what I know about Mr. Sawyer here. I know Mr. Sawyer is always helping somebody to the point where I'm like, all right. We get it, you know, like <laughs> rest, you know, like take a chill pill or whatever. He's like, yeah, my back really hurts real quick. I just got to push this car real quick because somebody got stuck. Did you say you were going to push a car? I mean, did you say you was going to push a car in the snow? Somebody was stuck. Somebody was stuck. And, and, uh, but I'm like having that, that, that relationship per, not, I want to, I'm going to change my word. I'm listening to. Nia Jackson, listen to that episode. Um, having it manifest into um, how you see mm. your relationships with other people because you show up different in your relationship with God, I think is something that's really like powerful, especially for a man to hear because it's always highlighted um, about the intimacy in the relationship that women yeah. have. You know what I mean? Like yeah. our... Mm. You know, churches are overrun. Like the percentage to women to men are are lack, but it doesn't mean that there are not men out there having authentic 
relationships with God. Right. Um, because you, because you go to church, it doesn't mean you have a relationship no. with God either. Let's just say that no. too. Right. Right. Um, I was like, but it's such a it's such a key component into how it is you you go about this like healing process. So, uh, so thank you for sharing that. I really yeah. really appreciate yeah. that. Um, or and, what? Don't start. We're still recording. <laughs> I, I want to also say the yeah. m- mindset is important. So mm-hmm. I operate from like I'm gonna give a jewel. I mean, it's it's said, but it's something that fuels me. So mm-hmm. the reason that I operate from this push a person call on my back is like sore or bothered or breaking or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. is because I also realize that I I get to. Right, like I operate from this get to mindset. Like I don't, I don't lead with it. I don't wear it as a, a, a banner or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. If you have a conversation with me, I'll definitely tell you. But I apply that to so many aspects. Like I get to have a relationship with you. I get to be on this podcast. Like I get, like I don't have to because it changes your whole posture. Like mm-hmm. when you operate from a place where sure. I have to, you get this slouch like, like attitude. Mm-hmm. And even when you don't necessarily mean it. Like, you will convince yourself mm-hmm. that that's what you really mean. Yeah. And then it just bleeds into everything else. Mm-hmm. So, and there are some things that you kind of have to do in life or there are some things. But if you just change your mindset to say that I get to do this, like I get to get up. So, though sometimes my back is hurting or I'm seeing a person and I don't want to push them out. Or I don't want to. I don't see somebody and just be like, yay, I want to push you out of your <laughs> your you know snow ditch for right. a blizzard that i just got back here for right annoyed kind of thing um but to physically be able to do it with my my will or my stature or my strength or whatever the case may be like i i get to do it mm-hmm. you know um and it's a fine line between that sometimes but i just make sure that i change my mindset so there are times that i'm like <sighs> but then i just remind myself that like I get to do this, I, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I don't know what seed. Like seeds was planted really, really early in me with mm-hmm. people. I've been around people older than me. They talked about you know futuristic things and things that I had no involvement in at the time at fourteen, fifteen years old. And I've watched people do things that I, maybe it was normal for them, but it was mm-hmm. far and beyond for me and my capacity at the time or capabilities at the time. Mm-hmm. But it, it has taught me to like give back to pour into people and to do what you can i've watched people do a lot with a little Mm -hmm. and that comes from somewhere so i don't want to hoard my experiences and not be able to pay for it so i really operate from a place of i get to not Mm -hmm. that i have to as much as i can so yeah i'll if you get stuck in the snow I'll, i'll push you out yes you will all right because i have to not because i get to don't switch around the language. Don't. It's because you get to. Amen. All right. Um, but no, I think that that kind of posture um, is is vile. Is vile. Like I like that you said that it changes your attitude. To, you know, like towards it. Um, understanding the the impact however small right. it was. Not that someone came had a come to Jesus moment because right. you came and pushed the car out. But they were seen. Right. 
they were they needed help. They were stuck, right? They were stuck, right? And right. you did what you could do because you could do it, right? And um, those kind of community connections, one-offs, have <laughs> domino effects, right? Because that person went home and was like, "Man, I didn't know how I was gonna," right? But this right. this guy came out of nowhere. He helped push my. Right. And I was able to get home, and I. There's the kids, there's the babysitter, this is. Right. You don't know what came after. Right. It's with like no some intention, people, no with solicitation. No intention, right. no solicitation. Yeah. Like a lot of times, people just need the glimmer of hope in humanity. Touche. Well said. And, um, so I appreciate you being that glimmer of hope for people in humanity. I appreciate you being on the call when it comes to I a do. lot of these things. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'll be like, watch your back. <laughs> but, um, but, but having it, and I think that's important. And I think that, you know, even, even the people who are listening now, um, being able to hear everything that you've experienced and that you've gone through, um, male or female, uh, knowing that if you can go through all of that, speak about those things in that way, um, and what can I take away from that and how can I apply it? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the what's that one thing? Because there was a lot said here, right? But what's that one thing that I can start with and then I'll go back and I'll listen to it again and then I'll take another thing and then I'll build on it. Right. And then recognize that I appreciate that he got to um, come on, the, on this podcast and I appreciate that I got to listen. So... Um, it's a it's a valuable com- component, um, and this particular episode is also a really exciting episode because he's been playing with my book the whole time. <laughs> I was like, um, "Don't hit the mic!" I was like, "Well, he's been playing with my whole book right now." So, uh, this episode we are launching uh, my interactive journal shattered whole i am uh super super excited about it you get to hear about because we have very similar stories believe it or not um but you get to read about some of the things that i have experienced and why um i talk about being able to uh, acknowledge the hurt claim your healing and live as a new creation but the how to it um i think sometimes too often there's all these conversations and you hear all these things and it sounds really inspirational and wonderful but when you don't have an how (laughs) so like what's the step (laughs) what's the what's the thing you know um i want to help you just process it outside of your mind and into the pages so um you'll be writing inside of this book you'll read it you'll write You'll go back. <laughs> you'll um, you'll have exercises and different things that you will do that will help birth this new um, mindset, this new process, this healing, um, and in a way that will allow you to have these intimate conversations with yourself that are honest um, and and it says interactive with someone who understands because. You're not alone in what it is that you have experienced. And in the book, I write it in a way that you understand that we're in a conversation. We're in this together. 
and I want to support you walk through why, as you walk through these processes together. So I'm really, really excited um, that God has allowed me to uh, to write <laughs> to to write this book for you. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, this book is for you. Uh, so uh, you will be able to get it on Amazon, uh, Shattered Hall. And um, I would love to hear outside of the pages um, what it is that you have experienced. And you can email me and, and my email's in the book. <laughs> so you can email me and talk to me about um, about your process and what you're going through. Um, because this is something that we, we want, we're going to do together. So um, thank you so much for just being you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for deciding that this is um, the step that you want to take. Thank you so much, Mr. Sawyer. Oh, thank you for um, having me. For coming on and being transparent and vulnerable um, <laughs> um, and sharing um, the process of a healing king. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. I look forward to many, many more. I mean, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about your your um your future and all your endeavors are we talked a lot about a lot um they have no idea what's about to come their way i love the fact my most important that my, my favorite thing on this is that it's volume one because it's 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 a living thing it's mm-hmm. a it's it's a living organism and i'm really really excited me too <laughs> Listen, I've been trying to be like mellow. Like, at least y'all know my energy is like right here. But, um, <laughs> but thank you again. <laughs> thank you again for being on. And as always, remember that I see you, I'm listening, and I love you. God bless. Mm-hmm.